Welcome to Soundprints Audio Magazine, a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind. Soundprints is underwritten by the American Printing House for the Blind and the Louisville Downtown Lions Club. I'm Carla Rushevel. I'm your host for this week's magazine. Welcome to Soundprints for the week of December 11, 2022. The South Central Kentucky Council of the Blind will hold its social hour each Wednesday throughout the holidays from 2 to 3 p.m. Central, 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Zoom. To join their call, dial 669-900-6833 and enter the code 763-689-4411. The Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision will hold its December virtual support group meeting on Wednesday, December 21 at 8 p.m. on the KCB Zoom line. The number to call is 669-900-6833 and enter the code 862-9889-6972. Remember that you can discuss any topic, share tips and how-tos on living with low vision at a support call. It's a great opportunity to get tips from others and find out how to live better with low vision. The next GLCB bingo will be on Friday, December 16. This is a hybrid event. Doors will open at UCHM, United Crescent Hill Ministries, 150 South State Street in Louisville at 4 p.m. Individual activities, discussion time, and dinner will happen between 4 and 7. We'll also have a bargain table. Bingo will be in person and on the KCB Zoom line from 7 to 9 and rides for in-person attendees should be scheduled between 9.15 and 9.30 to return home. Sign up by calling us at 502-895-4598 to let us know if you'll be attending in person. The Tri-State Library users invite you to get in on the holiday spirit by reading Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol. Our book club and business meeting are on Saturday, December 17 at 11 a.m. on the KCB Zoom line. GLCB invites you to its virtual Christmas party on Friday, December 23 from 7 to 9 p.m. on the Zoom line. Come share stories, traditions, trivia, recipes, and songs. This is the last chance for you and the kids to let Santa know what you want for Christmas. Santa will be dropping into the party about 8.15. Don't miss out on the fun. This week we're bringing you two more presentations from the KCB convention. On page two, you'll hear from Brian Ward and Robert McClendon from the Helen Keller National Center. Learn about resources for individuals who have both a hearing and a vision loss. Find out how to apply for the Helen Keller services. On page 3, K.N. Roush from Guidelight Dog Products tells us about useful and fun items for our four-footed friends. Listen to Semperance each week on ACB Media 1, the mainstream channel. Our broadcast times are Sunday at 8 p.m., Monday at 8 a.m., Tuesday at 6 a.m. and 6 p.m., Wednesday at 4 a.m. and 4 p.m., Thursday at 10 p.m., and Friday at 1 a.m., 10 a.m., and 1 p.m. Listen on your Victor Stream or on the KCB website at www.kentucky-acb.org. Listen anytime, 24 hours a day, on the KCB information line by calling 773-572-6318. 
For more information about Soundprints and to request a free subscription on CD, playable on any CD player, call KCB at 502-895-4598. Page two. So um, I'm going to introduce Brian Ward from the Helen Keller Center, um, and he is going to talk about communications for the um, vision impaired community and or combined vision impaired and hard of hearing. Um, so Brian is from Sands Point, New York. Um, so I will hand it over to Brian and the time is yours. Hello, good morning, everyone. My name is Brian Ward. I'm here signing and I, I am deafblind. I have an interpreter here, Tony, who's speaking for me. I would also like to introduce my coworker. I'm gonna hand the microphone over. Good morning, everyone. My name is Robert McLendon. I represent the Helen Keller National Center uh, here in Kentucky. I'm an Alabama boy, moved here about a month and a half ago, month and a half ago, go Wildcat. Um, but anyway, happy to be here to talk about services for Helen Keller National Center. Thank you, Robert. So I want to describe a little bit about ICC and other services that we provide through the state of Kentucky from Helen Keller National Center. So I'm gonna expand more about what ICC does. I'm the coordinator for the state of Kentucky. I'm from New York, but I work for ICC in New York and Kentucky. So ICC stands for I Can Connect. And it's a national deafblind equipment distribution program. The program provides free services, telecommunication services, and training for people who have combined vision and hearing loss, or also known as deafblind. The goal is to help deafblind people have equal access to communication, to be able to contact friends and family, peers, anything related to technology to keep you in communication. This could include a computer, a tablet, a phone, a braille display, many different equipment that can help support people staying in contact with the world. The program itself is free services. There's only two requirements to qualify for the services. One is proof of both combined vision and hearing loss at, uh, called station. So you would have a written uh, letter to prove that you have uh, that you are deafblind, some sort of medical note or a VR counselor, someone from a school could write this note and prove that you have a combined vision and hearing loss. The second qualification is uh, proof of your income. Uh, ways that we can uh, know that you would definitely qualify is if you have um, SDI, Social Security, food stamps, Medicare. If you have any of those things, you will automatically qualify for the services for the financial aspect. 
There, um, if you have other types of income, we can work with you and figure out to see if you qualify for these services. The process is pretty simple. You just need to fill out an application. It's about seven to eight pages. It has a bit of a description of the program. If you need to use it with a braille display, that can be done. So that would be filled out and then it would sent to, to the Kentucky ICC office. It will be reviewed. And once we review and make sure that you qualify for the services, then we will contact you to schedule for an assessment to meet with you in person, which is the fun part because you get to test out all the different technology and see you know, what you like, what you think is gonna match your communication needs, whether it's a braille display, a phone, a laptop, all different types of equipment. We decide what matches you best. I order the equipment, collect it all, and then bring it to you and we start training if necessary. And we continue to work to make sure that you have communication access. Again, the program itself is free for people with combined vision and hearing loss. So if you feel that this matches you and that you would qualify for the program, please come and see me later. I'll have a booth upstairs on the second floor at 11 o'clock and we can discuss and have answer any questions that you may have, as well as Robert will um, be there to answer other questions for our services. Hello again. Um, again, my name is Robert McLendon. I'm the uh, what's called uh, the deaf blind employment specialist for the state of Kentucky. Um, I can assist individuals who are deaf blind looking for work in the state of Kentucky. Um, I also work closely with Brian as far as technical assistance for technology. I am the boots on the ground, so to speak, uh, for Helen Keller National Center. Um, I, I help again. Um, I'm a deafblind employment specialist, which is the focus is basically work based. But uh, if anybody is familiar with the uh, and other duties as a science segment on your job description, I spend about 90% of my time doing stuff like that. So, um, again, anything that's essentially related to deafblind services in the state of Kentucky, um, I, I assist with. Uh, as far as the attestation, for the um, ICC uh, application, I can assist you with that. If we have uh, kind of built a relationship, um, I can assist with that. I can also be a source uh, for that application as well. So again, I will be at the table upstairs with Brian shortly. And if you have any questions about employment services uh, for DeafBlind in the state of Kentucky, I will be at that table later this morning. Um, on behalf of Brian and myself, thank you so much for your time. Uh, I know we did not use our full allotment of time, but um, please feel free to come up and see us uh, after the presentation. Thank you. Yes, if anybody has any questions, please feel free to ask us. Yeah, I do. Maybe I missed it. Do you have, have uh, I'm sure you do requirements, um, you know, vision and hearing uh, requirements that people meet in order to be eligible for your program? So that's a good question. So we follow HKNC's ACT law, which has a definition of a label of what deafblind is considered. So for the visual part, 
we require people to have at least 2200 for in your best eye. 20-200 for your best eye. Now for the hearing aspect, we require you to have moderate hearing loss in both ears. So that's the general description. There's also different um, visual illnesses that count, such as ushers, diabetes, glaucoma, macular degeneration. There's a big list of different illnesses that we would accept as qualifications. It sort of does, because, but the, I'm not real familiar with all the designations for hearing loss. So, uh, But this would seem to me that it could be a real resource for a lot of people uh, in our in our community. So, um, you know, any information on the amount of that hearing loss, what what constitutes moderate hearing loss? This is Robert. Um, mm -hmm. You seniors that are in the room, and I'm closing in on that. So myself, um, we, a large population that is deaf blind, considered deaf blind is seniors. And um, you may qualify. Um, it doesn't hurt to get your hearing checked. Um, but, it, you know, you low vision seniors that, that are lo losing your hearing, you qualify, you can't qualify as deaf blind. Um, and again, there are some benefits to that. I know that's kind of frightening sometimes to have that designation, but because of ICC, it's a federally funded program. And if you qualify, you can get free technology. And who doesn't like free? So, uh, <laughs> and who so, doesn't so like So, technology? again, if you check, get your hearing checked. And if you qualify, you, you're eligible to receive that free technology. Okay. And is there a, um, is there a financial? form that's filled out for the eligibility as well? This is Brian speaking. Yes, that's a good question. So the application has a clear description about the finances. I, um, so what you, the form will require is a copy of a proof of your income. So um, a social security award letter would be an example. Um, if you apply for taxes, your tax income, your tax report would count, a copy of that. And again, Robert is here to, if you're struggling making copies or filling out that part of the form, um, he's here to help with that process so make it less stressful. So uh, we're here to help figure that out and get your application in for you. And if people um, can't uh, get that or don't have that information to fill that form out today, can they, um, you know, can they contact you and um, can that process be done like on the phone or um, does it need to be done in person? You know, what, how does that work? Good question. So, um, it could be finished in person or on your own time. So if you're interested, 
I can email you a copy or mail you a copy of the form, whichever you prefer, and you could fill it out. And then again, if you're struggling to fill it out, myself or Robert could help you fill that out in person through the phone call or whatever support you may need to fill it out and finalize that form. Again, the form is very simple. You just need those copies of your proof of income as well as uh, your combined vision and hearing loss. And we are here to support that filling out those forms. Okay, um, so I want to thank um, Brian and Robert um, and Tony for her interpretation. And um, you can go ahead and, um, well, at 11, p uh, 11 a.m. you will be able to um, meet with them in the Majestic Marketplace um, if you would like to have more um, in-depth discussion with them. And I'm sorry, Brian just wanted to add one last comment. Okay, go ahead. I just wanted to take the opportunity while I have you all here to let you know that um, if you're interested at all, please take the opportunity to come speak with me today. The services are really a wonderful opportunity, and I really hope to speak with you all soon. Page three. Um, we are at, at KCP. We are delighted to welcome Kay Ann Rausch, who deals with the guideline aspect of guidelines and gadgets. We just heard from uh, Barry Scheuer, who deals with the gadgets part. So, with no further ado, here is Kay Ann Rausch. Hi, thank you. Thank you so much. We are so delighted to be here. As Barry said, um, it's always so much more fun in person, but that's not to slight any of you that are out there virtually. Really glad to have you here as well. I'll do my best to describe accurately. I've actually gotten pretty good at it over the past two years <laughs> since it's been the only way we could do it. For those of you out there still somewhere on the premises, it's not too late to come and join us. For those of you with guide dogs, and I know there are a number of you out there, we'd sure love to see you up here where there's going to be some hands-on opportunities, both here in the session, but also next door in the exhibit, um, what do you call this exhibit place? Majestic. The Majestic Marketplace, yes, we will be here throughout the morning and probably up till about 3 o'clock in the afternoon, so please, we'll give you plenty of opportunity to come and see all of Barry's gadgets, all of our leather products, our telescoping canes, our talking medical products, and of course, guide dog, for guide dog products for handlers and for our wonderful dogs. Um, let me just start by saying, I think, I think uh, Barry started out about how we got started an hour ago, if you were here listening. Um, the term guide lights came from my first guide dog, who I called my guide light, and who, even after being gone from me now for a while, is still, I still reach out to her. She is and will be my inspiration for doing this work. Um, and as Terry um, um, shared, my role in this company, I started out doing guide light stuff and he started out doing electronic stuff and it's evolved to the point where no one knows quite what we're about. So we just kind of throw out all our categories and say, hey, come and see us. There's bound to be something here for you. Um, and I will be starting out, actually, um, I'm going to 
just jump back a little bit to give uh, people an opportunity to again be aware. Um, we do have the telescoping canes which are amazing. If you are thinking about a cane, please come out and see these. They are really unique and really top-notch product. I am a guide dog handler, but I carry my cane with me. I have this cane. I love this cane. One of the things that Barry did not mention, because he does not have sight and it doesn't occur to him to mention it, is we found out a really interesting property of this cane when I had taken it out uh, one day um, and I came back in. It was a really sunny day. I came back in, stood it up in the corner in the evening, and happened to go over there and look, and each of the sections is reinforced with a, a photoluminescent um, kind of ring on it. And so each segment down that cane in the, in the, low, uh, the low light times was actually reflecting, was actually um, luminant. You could actually see each of these bands. So outside in the dark, um, it was kind of an added little feature of, of safety that I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, something a little different. I, I love different. I'm into different. I'm into look, thinking outside the box, and that's really what keeps me going, um, both in this project, but also in other projects of my life. Think outside the box. Your only limitation, true limitation, is your own imagination, your own limitation in thinking. So don't be afraid to think outside that box. And as Barry said, we like to repurpose things. One of my favorite things that we repurposed um, is a, and this is one of the first things in my product line, um, I wanted lights on the dogs and on the people because frankly, we're out after dark. We are um, more vulnerable at that point. We don't necessarily see things coming. We might hear them, we might not. Um, and I just kind of felt like uh, lighting us up was a really good thing to do. So I start out with little individual lights, which, which I do carry, that you can either clip on your dog or clip on yourself. People clip them on their backpacks. Uh, they clip them on their zippers. I mean, they just they come with little clips on them. And uh, they, they blink. They're little LEDs, and they blink. And, uh, you know, just a very simple solution to, to staying uh, visible. People have bought them for their grandchildren on their, put them on their backpacks. Um, they're cute, they're little, they're shaped like little dog bones. So they're really kind of cute. Um, in addition to that though, I found um, light strips that have been kind of a mainstay of the company because they fit very nicely. They Velcro onto any harness handle. Um, it's a strip of five um, LED lights that, um, they are powered by watch batteries that are very easy to find and very easy to replace. So this is not a, a short life product. It's a product that can be with you and used over and again, over and over again for years. Um, and uh, they are um, they were originally intended for equestrians to put on their horses' headbands for parades or for, you know, for nighttime work. And um, I looked at that and as soon as I saw it, I thought, outside the box, this will work on a harness handle beautifully. And it really has been one of my signature products over the years. I actually have these on sale through the holidays for $15 a piece. They, are, they have been in the past 25. I got a, a good deal on a big batch of them. So I am selling them for 15 over the holidays. 
So uh, hopefully uh, someone will find that of interest and be in touch with me. And I will just say, um, my trademark is to speak with people. Um, I do so many different products, I will never get to everything in this 45 minutes. And um, I ask people to call me um, and, and talk to me about, about you, uh, whether it's your dog, a friend's dog, um, whether it's a guide dog or not, a pet dog, the size of your dog, the age of your dog, the breed of your dog, what the playing style is for your dog. Is your dog an aggressive chewer? Is your dog, you know, I go through this whole series of getting to know you and your dog. How do you like to play with your dog? Because um, that makes a difference. Some people just really can't do, you know, you can't play a, a fierce game of tug or you can't heave a, heave a ball 20 feet to, to have your dog chase it. And it really depends on what your level of play is. I had someone come to me a few weeks ago and say, well, we have a dog who suddenly went blind himself. What do you, what do you suggest for that dog? It's, it's an, it was a very active dog, and, but it's, it's very tentative about being playful. So we devised this, this thing with, with one of the toys that I had that made noise when you moved it, and I had um, a, a, uh, um, a, a lead that I was able to put onto it to where that person could drag that toy along and it would make noise and the dog would go after it and grab it and, and they'd have a good time. So again, your imagination, that's, that's your only real limitation. And let me help you do that, is what I'm saying. I can be contacted and I'm sure you can get this information on the program, but I will just, for those of you who want to jot down my number, and I'm inviting you, please call. I'm going to jump back again to something that I'm not sure Barry got to, but this was a product. I'm always going through that darn motorcycle place. I love that place. It's a lot of fun. They have a lot of the nasty stuff there, too, like the whips and the chains. and the, Well, we won't go there. But um, they have such cool stuff. They really do. And I came across this one purse that is beyond anything I've seen before. It is a large, huge two-compartment purse that I looked at that thing and I took it to Barry and I put it in his hands and I said, this is going with us and this I am naming the Hermione bag. Now, for those of you who are Harry Potter fans, you will remember that Hermione had um, a bag that she referred to as the bottomless bag and that she would reach in there and she would pull out, you'd ask her for something and she, she'd be pulling out lampshades and books and an elephant here and there and just until she found what she wanted. Uh, it seemed to be bottomless. Well, this bag is right up there. With, so it's the Hermione bag. We have sold so many of these. Now one of the cool things about the Hermione bag, and I'm not going to give away the secret, but there is a secret compartment in the Hermione bag. And I didn't even know about the secret compartment until I was just messing with one one day, about four months after having it, and I came across the secret compartment. And I, it just absolutely blew me away. I love this bag. It's, it's my all-time favorite bag. So for any of you interested in something really special, it is $70. It is extremely high-quality um, uh, leather that's going to last forever. You can wear it crossbody or you can wear it as a um, shoulder strap. And I personally, if I'm not wearing it crossbody, I like to wear it really up short to where I can put it like close under my armpit so nobody can swipe it from me. I grew up outside of Detroit and um, 
I, I learned to, you know, be, be careful. If you, if you grow up in a city or near a city, you know, you have to be a little more careful sometimes. So that's where I, I learned those things. So I do have, though, for, for dog handlers, I have my favorite. Um, it's like a um, hip pouch that's just big enough for a generous amount of dog treats to go along with it. If you are a clicker trainer and use positive reinforcement to train new behaviors, this is ideal because the side is magnetically, it closes, opens, closes magnetically. So as soon as you reward, you pull in a food reward really quickly, reward your dog, the thing snaps shut quickly and you don't lose anything. If you bend over, I don't know, my, my guide dog school gives me these things that if you bend over, yeah, you lose everything. This also has a secondary uh, zippered compartment that you could put your you know, change purse, some credit cards, your keys, whatever. And I like this little one. I will pass this around as well for people to look at. One thing Barry didn't get much of a chance to talk about, and I will just briefly reiterate on one of our most <sighs> line of products that has just gone so far, especially with the COVID, um, the COVID issues, has been the talking medical grade equipment. We really are proud of these things. We partnered with a major uh, medical supply uh, provider. They don't sell on the internet, I think he mentioned. We got them to sell to us because we work with getting these into the hands of blind people. These are medical grade talking medical equipment pieces. We have a talking blood pressure monitor which is the cuff style, not the, not the thing that goes on the wrist, but the thing that goes on the upper arm because they are far more accurate. We have the uh, talking and forehead monitor, again, also very accurate. And we have a talking oximeter, the, the one that you put on the finger and it gives you the, ox, the O2 sat level as well as your pulse rate. These are wonderful. Um, somebody else asked about pulse rate. And uh, actually the blood pressure monitor does the pulse rate as well. And we are offering these, actually, a set of three, all three of them you can get in a leather case that we're providing uh, for $130 on sale through the end of the year. That is a great price, guys, for these three items um, in that case. So, yes, questions? Uh, the question was, do we have talking medical equipment for the dogs? These are not for the dogs per se, although I did take that thermometer and I put it up to my dog, I, my dog's ear flap and opened it up and it gave me a reading that is consistent with a normal dog's temperature. So while I can say that it was not intended for that, um, I actually have, just for the heck of it, tried it on my dog and it did work. Yeah, exactly. Temperature would be the most. I don't think. I don't think anything else would work. I'm not sure they'd let you put a, an O2 sat on their on their toe anyway. So probably wouldn't work. <laughs> okay, so we do. All right, back to the dogs. Going to the dogs here. Um, I specialize in a lot of travel-related equipment, um, and uh, some of the newer stuff. Well, some of the some of the old. Uh, some of the old standby stuff that I have, and um, I'm trying to remember. I think I think Christy was back there somewhere. Aren't you here, Christy? Yeah, Christy was asking me about uh, an item yesterday. Christy, I just want you to know that I did have, I do have one of those here. So I'm not even going to talk about it right here because if you want it, it's yours. 
Um, but I have, an, I have a, an assortment of collapsible bowls um, of different sizes and configurations and materials. They all collapse flat. Um, and uh, they, they vary in price anywhere from $8 to 16 So it's not a, it's, it's uh, two cups to, to four cups. I do have one model that has a lid on it. So the, the price range there is eight to 16, not, not pretty, not too um, prohibitive. I also do a travel uh, food carrier, which I'll pass, I'll pass that around. This is where you put your dog's kibble in and it's kind of lined and it's kind of nice. Great, fantastic, thank you. So it's, again, it's, it's nicely lined. It is, um, it's got a strap, a carrying strap on it. And uh, it's, it's very nice, you, you can pull it out of your luggage. I know I have to, when I travel, um, and I travel quite a bit, one of the big problems I have, I will always take my dog's food carry-on because you never know uh, whether you're gonna, whether your, your luggage is gonna make it with you. So I always make sure my food is, is with me. But it always, it always gets, screen. The kibble bags are 20. So um, I always, 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 even though I tell them what it is, the, the x-ray machines always show it up as a hazard, so they always go pawing through my luggage. So I've learned to just um, put it in one of those bags, and before I even go anywhere, I take it out and I put it on the, on the belt because it just saves me a lot of grief. I hate people pawing through my bags. I don't know about you. Dogs will paw through your bags too, that's true. Along that line, I also have a travel uh, beverage mug for the dog. Um, it is a 16 ounce thermal um, metal uh, thermos that has a lid that screws off and is kind of has a trough on the end that you can pour the liquid into it. So some of our dogs have very um, sensitive tummies and they would rather have the water from their own house. And in that case, and especially if you're out hiking, if you're out on a picnic for the day, um, you kind of like to have that for your dog and not leave to chance whether you're going to find some water or not. It, um, it is metal and it does uh, keep the water pretty cool. One item that I think every guide dog handler ought to have, and I push these, I push these, so hear me. If you have a guide dog, if you have a pet dog, if your neighbor has a dog, if anybody you know has a dog, they all ought to have one of these. This is, I'm, I'm actually doing a, an article for the um, Alumni Association newsletter for Guide Dogs for the Blind. They wanted me to put my 10 must-have items for, for Christmas for your guide dog. And, this is right up there. It's a $6 item, folks. It's not a big high expenditure thing, but it's something all of you ought to have. And it's called a poop bag carrier strap. Now, I came onto the poop bag carrier strap out of necessity. I had, at one point, three dogs. I had guide number one, who was very, very retired, guide number two, who was newly retired, and guide number three, who was brand new with me. And for a while, I had my pack, and we would go out walking. And invariably, you take three dogs walking, even if one of them is working, and all three of them are going to leave you a pile. So you'd end, I would end up with three piles, and I'd be carrying three bags 
And of course, big dogs leave big piles. So it's rather nasty. I was walking home one day. I was just about back home with my, my pack, and uh, one of my neighbors, very friendly neighbors, came walking down the driveway to say hello to me and reached out his hand to shake mine. Well, guess what? I had my harness in one hand, and in the other hand, I had three poop bags. And I'm like, oh, man, something's got to give here. I came across these poop bag-carrying straps. I've never had to carry a poop bag, a full poop bag since. My dog carries her own. It's a very cool little thing that wraps around any handle, any leash, non-guide dog people, neighbors, even with little dogs. Please don't tell me little dogs don't have as stinky poop as anybody else if you step in it, which many of us blind people do step in it, so please pick it up. If you don't want to carry it, you don't have to. Your dog can do it for you. I'm going to pass around the handle off my dog's harness, and it has on it a poop bag carrier strap attached near the top of the handle, and you can see what it looks like. So the way it works, um, it's a very simple little device that has two ends. One has an open round area. The other has like a cross or a three-pronged, like a Y. It'll be an X or a Y, depending on who my supplier is at the time. And uh, it wraps around that strap. And uh, when you have a poop bag that is full, you take the knotted end and you shove it up through the, uh, through the X or the Y. And it holds, it will hold it there until you find a place to get rid of it. So if you're out doing a, a walk, a workout, a shopping trip, whatever, uh, and you don't have a place to put it, well, your dog can do the work, carry it for you. So that's my favorite thing to push because I think everybody ought to have one. Leaves no excuses. Okay, other travel stuff. Um, one thing that I love are raincoats. Um, and of course, a lot of the guide dog schools, at least <laughs> the experiences I've had is they do have them. That, and, and I've gotten some nice, simple, serviceable um, raincoats. But uh, they haven't changed them in 15 years. It's the same thing. And the thing I didn't like about them was it didn't give any front coverage. They, were, they tended to be like horse blankets. They went around the collar and they went around the middle and they covered the dog's back just fine. But my dog would come back with wet um, shoulders and chest and belly and it really bugged me. So I've been on a quest for raincoats. Now I did bring many here with me. I've got a number of different kinds. But what I brought with me here is a very lightweight one, which I like because you can roll that up into a harness, into a uh, pouch. You can roll it up into your backpack. They're very um, easy to carry with you. I've got a number of sizes of them. They're lightweight, so if you live, in, you know, for folks that live in a warmer climate, uh, it's not too much for the dog. But these are wonderful, and I'm going to pass one of these around. Basically, it goes over the dog's head. Uh, this one, the two pr front paws go through and uh, it works, you can then attach it with Velcro um, around the belly of the dog and um, it, will, it will stay in place uh, really nicely and uh, really provide that chest protection 
and underbody protection that so many of them don't have. So I'm going to pass that around for folks here to look at. Again, for any of you online who are interested in any of this stuff, please call me. I'll, I'll uh, discuss it in more detail with you. We'll try and figure out um, the right size for your dog because, of course, we do vary. We do vary. Okay. Um, another thing that I have uh, that I really love, um, microfiber is a wonderful, there are two beautiful substances that, that I absolutely love in, um, in working with dogs or pretty much life in general. One is microfiber and two is silicone. Magical substances. Let me tell you, Harry Potter fans, MacGyver fans, always have silicone and always have, oh, Velcro, yes, gotta have, gotta have Velcro. Um, silicone, Velcro, and microfiber. All right, so the silicone has the property of attracting dust and hair. I have two products that are very significant for this. One is called a fur lifter, and it's used on upholstery. It's used on, like, the carpet in a car. And this is really significant, folks. If you If you ride around with people... Uh, giving you rides and whatnot, and of course, if you have a lab or a shepherd or a golden or any of these that shed, which most of them do, um, you're going to want to be mindful of that. These things are great because they have it's so it it looks somewhat like a toilet paper roll. It's hollow on the inside, but it's it's instead of round, it is squared off, so that um, each of four sides then has nubs, little silicone nubs all the way around it. Well, if you brush the surface of your upholstery or your uh, the carpet on the floor, or even the, I have carpeted stairs in my house, and you can't vacuum that stuff off. It just doesn't work. But if you start at the top and you brush, you brush your stairs down, it takes maybe three minutes to do it, you've got a pile of hair at the bottom of the floor that came off of that silicone thing. They are fantastic. Um, for the holidays, $11. $11. I also have a version of these for clothing. Uh, for those of you who are professional and you want to keep the fur to a minimum going into an important meeting or a job interview, um, have a, you've, as, as a guide dog handler, you do not want the attention of your interviewer or the, intention, the attention of your client or your uh, whatever it is that, that you're trying to communicate, you don't want part of that to be dog hair, okay? You want the focus to be on you, your product, what it is you have to offer, not that you have dog hair on you. So little things that will help make that better um, are things like these silicone products that will actually knock that hair uh, out of those folds. So. The silicone tool that I have for that has kind of longer bristles on it that are silicone, and it'll get it out of the nooks and crannies of the uh, creases on your clothing. Same idea as the other one, but it's made specifically for clothing. And I have a couple of those I will toss out when I get hold of them for you to, for you to look at. I'm trying not to have too much dead air time here. Um, okay, going forward here, we have... I, Gotta leave time for toys. I can't not have toys. Um, okay, so grooming, grooming things other than those. I have some of the coolest grooming things here that I love. I brought two of them here today. One of them 
is a retractable brush, which these have gotten very popular. This one I like because the bristles stay retracted. So this is great for travel because it doesn't get tangled up into anything or snag anything. They stay retracted until you click a button, click it into place, the bristles come out, you groom your, you groom your dog, you then hit that little button again, down the bristles go, and all the fur just pops right out. You get no cleanup. So we're going to circulate one of these around for people to look at. We can get a volunteer to do that. I have here for those of you with the longer-haired dogs, the golden retrievers, where you might need some help with detangling. You've got a double-coated dog to begin with, and then you've got a dog with tangles on the outside. So um, I have these. They look like claws, but if they're used properly, they are not going to harm your dog. They are, they are curved in so that you would have to work really hard to drive them into your dog's skin. And God help you if you do, I will come and nail you personally. But they work very well for detangling as well as working loose that that inner coat, that the part that sheds, the the um, the insulating coat underneath. So I'll just pass that around. Make sure the golden retriever people get a look at that. So um, I also have tooth wipes, which I don't need to pass this around. But basically, for those of us who would really like to keep our dog's teeth clean and they don't tolerate toothbrushing well, or you don't feel like you get to the nooks and crannies, these wipes are great. You put them on the end of your fingers, you rub them across the dog's teeth, especially the back teeth and up near the gums. They have enzymes on them, and the enzymes do a great job of uh, getting more of that tartar off there. Plus, it's darn expensive to have your dog's teeth clean when they get bad. All right, here's a just, just for fun product. I like to sometimes, and I'm not one in the kitchen, but I get a kick out of making treats for my dogs. So I will do frozen treats, and I will also do baked treats. Um, and I have, again, silicone, back to the magic silicone. One of the properties of silicone is, is it does not conduct heat or cold. So you can either freeze with this product or you can bake with this product. You can bake, they say, up to 375. Uh, furthest I've gone personally is 350. That's usually enough to cook anything. These um, are, it, this mold is a floppy silicone mold that you put on a cookie sheet or put on something firm to put in the freezer. And they are, it's a sheet of 16. Uh, they are shaped like sitting puppy dogs. <laughs> And uh, they, you know, they hold, somebody asked me, how much batter will they hold? So I actually, I actually got out the, tea, the tablespoon, and they hold a little over two tablespoons of, of batter or of water. So um, I like to freeze these. You can freeze them with just a little bit of chicken bouillon in them, the salt-free chicken bouillon. Or another thing that I like to do is take sugar-free, um, salt-free peanut butter, and I'll blend that with a little yogurt, a little sugar-free yogurt, and uh, add some mashed banana and maybe a little bit of pumpkin. And I'll tell you, the dogs go crazy. And that does look a little cannibalistic with them eating puppy dogs. But um, anyway, I'm going to pass that around for people to look at. I also actually found those. Uh, it was kind of funny. I had a, a boyfriend who um, was blind, and he um, went into my freezer to get some 
some ice cubes for his soda and he plopped some in there. And this is just when I was using regular ice cube trays. And he drank the soda. He said, this tastes terrible. Well, I realized he'd gotten the cubes that had the... the um, the chicken bouillon, and of course it tasted terrible. So this is when I found these to differentiate the dog treats from the people treats. So, I will, That being said, though, these make the cutest ice cubes then to put in someone's drink if, if you're having a party or something. Um, the little puppy dogs bouncing in their drink are very cute. I've got a couple of uh, purses here that I'm going to share. Now these are not leather, but they sure look like leather. And I, that's the only, I, I've had people come to me and say, don't you have any vegan leather, anything? I love leather, but I can't, I don't do the regular. So anyway, I have a couple of pocketbooks I'm going to pass around for people to look at. They're very stylish and um, you might be interested. These are colorful too. One is a lavender and one is a turquoise and they're really pretty. And those are on sale for 50 And I did, and I did find the, I did find the fur lifter, and I found the clothing brush. That one's for the stairs, and the, the one that's kind of squared off, kind of the size of a toilet paper roll, is the one that'll do the stairs and your upholstery. Um, anything nubby, it will pick it right up. Nubby, yes, that's. It, it can't. It's a technical term as opposed to leather, which it doesn't do well on leather. It just doesn't have enough traction. It needs some traction. Now another, another item that is, is also helpful, um, it's helpful to get the loose fur off your dogs. And many of us have seen Zoom grooms from, from the guide dog schools. But I have a variation of the Zoom groom that actually kind of slides around your fingers so you don't even have to grip it. I had someone approach me and say I have arthritis and it's hard for me. So I started looking for um, items that you didn't have to grip. And um, I came across this thing that's a Zoom group. Now the cool thing about this too I found was this has got, um, this has got I think longer um, uh, silicone uh, bristles on it. It feels wonderful on your scalp. Let me just say, take one of these in the shower with you or have somebody scratch your back with one of these. I'm telling you, these are wonderful. So there you go. Now for the holidays, what do you have to have, right? You gotta have bells for your puppy. So I've got a whole, <laughs> I've got a whole selection. Well, Deborah's wearing, my Deborah here is wearing bells. They're very little, unobtrusive bells. And I have everything from the not-so-obtrusive ones to the dinner bell. The dinner bell is very pretty. It would take a big dog, though. Got to have a big dog for the dinner bell. It's, it's a big one. Well, now we've got those, too, but that's a different item. Uh, the, the comment was that you can stick them on the door for the dog to go out. I actually have... Didn't make it to the demo bag, but I have them over in the other room. They actually go around the door handle, and uh, will will then uh, the dog can alert you that they need to go out. They're very cute. They're shaped like Labradors with with bells on them. They're really cute, really cute. So all different kinds of bells. 
toys, folks, toys. Gotta have toys, right? We can't, can't do anything without toys. So I'm gonna quickly pass around some of the examples of toys that we have. I've specialized in toys that dogs are not gonna be able to eat, no matter how tough they are, as well as some of the softer toys. Some of these will dispense treats. Some of these are just uh, toy toys. Some of them are toys that you, your dog will retrieve happily. Some are toys that they would want to tug with. So these are all different. I'm just gonna pass them around. These are examples of some of the things that I have. So let's pass these around while we have a few minutes and uh, make sure. So back to the microfiber. Um, I have a couple items that I just so definitely want you to know about. For those of you who come in with a wet dog, you've got, if, for any of you who give your dogs a bath or come in with a wet dog, you know the first thing they'll do is, is zoomies all around your house and wipe themselves off the furniture and on the floor and jump on the bed and roll on your bed and, you know, do what they do. There's a solution for that. <laughs> My dog, Deborah is actually modeling one of these, and I'm going to give her leash to one of our volunteers. Deborah is wearing a robe that is microfiber. And that, just walk her all around and let people see her. And she is wearing this robe that covers her, and microfiber absorbs water like nobody's business. Um, if you put a microfiber robe on your dog, they can do all the zoomies and roll all over the place and up against the walls and around your bed and, and none of that will get on your bed and that they will dry themselves. It's pretty amazing stuff. I also have microfiber mitts for drying their legs. You know, you get them out, uh, their raincoats keep them dry but their legs are wet. The microfiber mitts will allow you to dry their legs really quickly. And the last thing I'll talk about is what I call the portable place. For those of you who travel a lot with your dog, for those of you who are in restaurants with your dog, for those of you who will be in an Uber with your dog, your dog needs a place. I mean, I mean I've found that that's really helpful. Now you can use a towel um, or you can use something that's especially the dogs. And I've got a lot of different ones that I sell that uh, also come with a drawstring sack. And uh, you can roll them up tight, put them in a backpack, and uh, it works. They work really well. My dog knows. I just, I just put that down. That way she doesn't hoover the floor in the restaurant. Uh, she knows to go to her place and stay on that place. So when we, when we travel, we always have that um, on the airline. We always have the place. In the hotel room, she has the place. Uh, it's wonderful. So I'm going to send around a couple of places here, a couple of different ones. Were you a good girl? Deborah was a good girl. Yay, Deborah! All right, we're going to check with folks on Zoom to see if we have any questions or anything as we start to kind of wrap this one up. We do not. Sounds good. Well, we appreciate everybody being with us on Zoom. And uh, we will get ready for our next event here in just a few minutes. There's some way that we could give away just a couple of door prizes. Do we have a way to do that here? We can find a way to do that here. I have a couple of t-shirts that I would like to give away as door prizes 
to people who are guide dog handlers here, um, the shirts have a bowing dog on them. They're yellow, they're kind of goldenrod yellow shirts with burgundy um, silhouette of a bowing dog and the words, happiness wags. Happiness wags. So can, if there are guide dog handlers here, let's start out with that. And that includes, that includes facilitators, yes. We have two shirts. If you're a guide dog user, <laughs> and you put your hand up. Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming. And for all the rest of you out there, I can be reached 781-286-1696. As I said, we've, we've touched on to a fraction of what I've got. So 781-286-1696. It is in the program, too. So it is in the program. program as well. Kayann Rausch. Please call me Kay if you can't remember Kayann. That's fine. Um, and I look forward to hear, hearing from you. Barry would love to hear from you as well. Gadget-related stuff, leather. Although I can talk, I can talk about pretty much all the same stuff he can. So, call me or call Barry at 617-969-7500. Thanks for having us, guys. You. All right, have a blast. Thank you very much. <laughs> if you have questions about the Kentucky Council of the Blind, or you need information on resources for people with vision loss. Call us at 502-895-4598 or email us at kcb at kentucky-acb.org. Sound Prince is a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind and is heard each week on ACB Radio Mainstream at acbradio.org, Central Kentucky Radio I at radioi.org, and the KCB website at www.kentucky-acb.org. Complete schedule information is also available on the website. Sound Prince is underwritten by the Louisville Downtown Lions Club, and by the American Printing House for the Blind. This is Carla Rushable for Sound Prints. Have a great week, everybody.